Welcome to You, But More Powerful. I'm your host, Rhiannon, and this is your go-to podcast for raw and expansive messages from health, fitness, business, and mindset, and as always, with a little bit of fun sprinkled in. My purpose is to help you step into your most powerful self and build your dream life. You'll gain clarity, connection, and confidence with a whole lot of practical skills along the way. I know you're in exactly the right place to level up, build the body, mindset, and life you absolutely love and thrive in. Let's go. Hello, hello. Jumping in with a quick little intro to let you know that this episode was definitely impacted by the internet quality. We do apologize a little outside of our control. Please bear with us. Enjoy the episode and looking forward to hearing all of your takeaways. Hello and welcome back. We're hoping that the internet reception is going to work really well. So for those of you that are watching, you're going to be able to see if Elisa's internet reception goes in and out. Um, And for those of you that are watching as well, you're probably going to see uh, I have a big red scar above my eyebrow. I'm going through some eyebrow tattoo removal and it happened today. An old version of me would have been like, oh no, can't record a podcast because I have a funky looking eye. I better put some makeup on it. No, who cares? So you guys are blessed to see this and you're also blessed to see Elise here. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so for those that have been listening or watching the podcast for a while, you would have, I can't remember when we released that episode, but there's been so much that's happened since then. I know. Like that was like, what was it like August or so last year? It must was have it? been. Yeah. Or it might have even been before. I yeah. I think there was a bit of a delay yeah, when we actually upload it, but it was a while ago, basically. It was a, it was a long <laughs> time ago. And um, yeah, some really good stuff in there. So if you haven't listened to Elisa's first one, um, we've got her back in again, um, but please go and have a listen and then come back in because today is going to be pretty fun, if I don't say so myself. Um, but also we're going to have a bit of a chat around like, <laughs> where you've come from comparatively to the last time we recorded the podcast. Um, And that was kind of leading into that original first photo shoot and a complete, like, if it's hard to even put into words, like how much you grow each and every time, like you do something new, but it's, it's inspiring and really awesome to watch as well. It's crazy. Like I think about to that version of me that recorded the podcast last year, I feel like that was a whole nother person. Like it's crazy. Yeah. How much you change and evolve. <laughs> you know what? Just on that note as well, it is actually really crazy. Like you don't realize how much time passes and just how much growth that can happen. Like the time goes so quickly and the time's going to go anyway. And I'm just hijacking the start of this combo and it's, we're already gone rogue. But I was reflecting in my car the other day and chat around like, um, and I should preface this as well. For those that don't know, I've known Elise for, oh, I don't even know how long now. It's been a very long time. We've been friends much longer than we've been working together. And I mean, technically we were working together then, just I wasn't, you weren't client. (laughs) I wasn't paying you. (laughs) No, we we were still talking macros. We were still talking training. Like we were doing all the things. I know we were having a chat around um, when we're just going to run with this dodgy internet, but it's fine. So (laughs) <laughs> Leave us the feedback and let us know if it's really hard. To do. We hope it's we hope it's not. Um, but you know, <laughs> reflecting on growth and development and change and aging, and we're having a laugh around like you know quarter life crises. And you're 26 now. Yeah, 27 in two months. Oh, uh, it's going so good. Now. I just I like feel to stir old. The pot. <laughs> it is. 
And it's so funny because, like, I'm actually older. Like, I'm 29 and I'm like, oh, Yeah, old. you're old. <laughs> you're about to be 30. Ew. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it actually, like, I was reflecting on it and I was like, I am actually really excited to age, if that makes sense, but not in the sense of, like, oh, I just want to wish my life away. Really about, like, bringing presence. And this is something that this kind of does move into talking about the photo shoot. So bear with me, everyone, but it's like reflecting on how quickly the time goes, how present we need to be. I was like, I'm actually really excited for what's to come over, you know, yes, I'm not turning 30 until March next year, but that whole decade of like growth between 30 and 40, like it's really exciting to think about and just exciting to also know that I'm in a position now where I really do still struggle to be present, um, but I feel like I'm, I'm way more skilled at it now compar- comparatively to me at 20 years old. And that's something that I really tried to drill into everyone in the most recent photo shoot. And I think you really nailed it. Like we, we spoke about that a lot about being really present on the day, just enjoying the day. And I'd love to hear like, what's your take on that component of just actually being present and enjoying the moments? Yeah, definitely. It was, if I compare it to the first shoot, I definitely had a lot of like, you know, um, I had a lot of fun the first shoot, but those like negative thoughts and like, oh, like I'm a bit more like, you know, I was like, oh, a bit nervous to see the photos. And I was a bit in my head about it. And I was like, oh, like I'm not where I want to be. Whereas this time around, like it was just like, I didn't even think about that. Like for me, it was a fun day. Didn't really give a shit like what I looked like. I was bloated. I was on my period. I was just in the moment having so much fun living my best model life. And I just didn't even think twice about what the photos would look like. I didn't really give a shit. Like it was fun. I was just there like working my, working my magic. <laughs> Were you like, put a clip in of like you like actually rocking it because I was looking through like through the content over the last couple of weeks and honestly like just to give you credit like publicly here as well is I actually got a lot of feedback from a lot of people that were there on the day um and also others that you know we mutually know um obviously we're from the same um town or whatever you want to call it city um but just feedback from others on the day to say that your confidence is so inspiring and they really desire and aspire to be that way um and I think it's really important to share that it wasn't always that way you weren't always so like confident in yourself and rocking these things and like to look at you now it is it's night and day yeah 100% and that makes me feel so nice that you know people think it is inspiring and I think like you know if I can inspire that one person to you know, become more confident in themselves. Like that makes me so happy because it's so true. Like when I was a kid, I was pretty confident, but then over the years, I slowly lost my sparkle a bit. And then just getting that back and just even more like in for the first time in my adult life, being so confident is just so exciting. Like even though I'm not where I ideally want to be like physique wise, I don't really give a shit. Like I'm confident, I'm living my best life. And I just like love myself, you know? So <laughs> it wasn't always like that though. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing ever. I think, um, and just to like, obviously they can listen to, you know, the detailed stuff about where you were at before, but correct me if I'm wrong. And I know we've kind of had conversations, but I just want to share for those that have are listening and haven't been, you know, privileged to have this kind of behind the scenes chat is like, the way that you approached things this time is like taking things very seriously 
not too seriously that like perfectionists overtook, but seriously from the get-go to really dial everything in, in terms of the training, nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, et cetera, but being really realistic about progress and actually chipping away at organizing your makeup and organizing your hair and having a look at outfits. And, you know, for those that are, I know there's a few people who listen to this thing about the next year. Um, but for anyone and to give them an advice, what's, what was your, I guess, moment between the last photo shoot and this photo shoot in comparison to just how you eased in with this complete attitude? Yeah, I definitely think that after the last shoot, because I remember you saying there was going to be a future shoot and I was like, okay, I just want to be like a bit more on point for this one. So then as soon as it was kind of announced and you're like, okay, prep starts now, um, it wasn't so much like I was going from like all or nothing. We'd been slowly building up to it. So we had a chat and it was simply just slightly turning up the dust on what I was already doing, which then didn't make it so difficult. And yeah, maybe I didn't hit the exact physique that I was hoping to by the photo shoot, but I made so many gains in terms of getting there, getting in there and getting my sessions done. Um, we had a really great, I uncovered a little bit about my nutrition um, and it was really cool to like uncover that layer. Um you know, getting in there, getting my steps up. Um, but all of that was just simply just turning the dial up. And I feel like I was a little bit more prepared this time as well. I kind of made that commitment to myself. Okay, prep starting now, dial's getting turned up. And I also didn't leave things the last minute as well. So I was in there having my looks from the get-go, what kind of vibe I want to go for, hair, makeup. And it just all worked out beautifully for the day. <laughs> I love it. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. I know I sound like a broken yes. Um, And for those that are listening, and by the time you are listening to this podcast episode, the next photo shoot has probably already been announced. So we'll, we'll see where that is. But, you know, I'm sure you'll find it. <laughs> Um, but it's like, you know, we have these conversations early on in the piece and that's why there is a prep because the reality of it is like, we all have lives to live. Everyone's got varying levels of commitment. There's, you know, moms with multiple kids, there's moms that have just had kids, there's people studying at uni, there's really, you know, driven career women, there's a range of different people taking on a range of different tasks that your whole life isn't meant to be consumed by this photo shoot. What it is, is actually a snapshot and multiple snapshots of moments in time to celebrate the hard work that you've put into your mindset, to your lifestyle, to your training, to your nutrition and everything about growing and developing and just being the best version of yourself on the day and like just marking that. And I know I'm going to go on a bit of a rant again now, but I was talking, I can't remember who too, but it's about like looking back in 50 years time, like being 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever. You're not going to look back and be like, I had my period. I shouldn't have done that photo shoot. <laughs> it's so true. Literally, like me, like when I'm 90, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I love me. I'm so glad I did that. Even me now, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I was bloated. I did that. So it's going to be cool to look back in future. Like, you know yes. what I mean? Like, and be like, wow, what an like, what an achievement. And how cool to look back on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, there's so much to go down. I really want to talk about some of the things that we uncovered um, that you just touched on before. Okay. We had an interruption by a mom or something that hit Elise. So I'm not quite sure where we ended that last little segment, but what I really wanted to uncover is just the confidence that you in your own words. And I think we'll, we'll kind of uncover it as we you know, have the conversation today and touch on different areas. But I really do think it is kind of a, 
all encompassing thing. Like it's not just one pivotal moment that gave you the confidence. It's all of the little pieces of the puzzle that were laid in over the last 12 months. Like it's not just one moment in time that was the game changer, which I think is important for people to understand and hear. And I speak on confidence a lot about being when we're aligned and doing what we said we would and honoring our word to ourselves. It's that process that gets the outcome as opposed to the specific outcome itself. But the actual process of us honoring the things that we say we will, that's the thing that makes us super confident. Do you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Like to all of that, I definitely think that, you know, it's a good reminder that, and it was something that I had to learn that some things do take time and confidence and and that self-love for myself took such a long time to get to this point. I've probably still got so much growth in front of me. And also um, in regards to it's all those little bits of the puzzle as you go, you know, it was as we're going, making those slight changes there. And exactly right. When I actually set my mind to something and I go, I'm going to do this to do it. It's like the most rewarding thing. And it's just the best feeling because you're like, I committed to myself and it might even just be like, I want to get 10K steps a day. And like, you might not think that's a big thing, but to then tick off across the week doing what you said you were going to do. It's just, it gives you such a, like, it's almost like a hype. You're like, wow, like I did that. I did what I was going to say. And I feel like it just kind of sets you up for building those those good habits over time. It's it's really rewarding. Absolutely. And I think, you know, where it comes into like coaching as well is, yes, we, you know, accumulatively get these things over time and not to, you know, discredit like 10,000 steps, to, you know, comparatively to where you first started and, you know, realistically getting that right and, you know, staying there. But then also how much you're driving up your intensity within the gym and your meticulousness with your nutrition, all of these pieces of the puzzle. And again, going on a bit of a tangent, but it needs to be said is that when those pieces of the puzzle start to, you know, get knocked over a little bit, I'm picturing like Jenga pieces, right? And we're just adding each little Jenga piece on top, on top, on top. There may be, and there probably will be, let's be real with life. There'll be times where, you know, someone's going to pull it out and shit's going to come tumbling down. And the coaching element comes in to be like, all right, let's just focus on the basics. Let's not think we have to get back to 10,000 steps with 25,000 hours in the gym and 50,000, you know, minus 50,000 calories, right? Over-exaggerating everything. But it's like continually bringing it back and, and piecing those pieces of the puzzle back together. And we've had a lot of conversations like that recently where I, especially, I think it was like in late March, I got really sick and I remember I had been going so well and I did fall into a little bit of that all or nothing approach for this particular week. And then I hadn't been really scheduled and everything fell apart. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in a rut. And I think it was just really important to, um, you know, it, it was like, like you said, like the Jenga, I then suddenly felt like everything was getting pulled out. And it was good to just take that time to then, we had a few chats about, you know, maybe what was working, what wasn't working, but then slowly building back up to it again. Like you slowly then increase my calories a little bit because you're like, let's build back up to this and um, all different things. And, and at the moment, again, I said, I wanted to strip it back down to basics again to tick off a few boxes. So I made a commitment myself early this week that I just want to get my four sessions in and track my nutrition. And then next week it'll be that plus maybe something else. So I think it's definitely when that happens, you get those, you know, you feel like maybe everything's falling apart, um, like what we've worked through, it's just slowly then building, turning that dial up a little bit. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you nailed it because it's like you need to strip it back to basics. And by you doing that and yep. taking those boxes off, you get back. I don't like to use the words as get back, but you kind of jump back to the path that you were on way quicker than you sitting there going, I'm going to get up at four, four o'clock in the morning and I'm going to do everything perfectly seven days a week for the next seven weeks. And it's like, ideally, we want to line up as many perfect weeks as we can in a row, but we need to understand that we're not always going to have perfect weeks, right? So it's that consistency over time yeah. and stripping it back is what gives it to you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> as well as putting in the work, that needs to be said. I'm interrupting your episode with an incredible announcement. You need to be on the email list. If you've been following along on Instagram, you would have seen the teasers. There is something coming soon. I don't care. Unsubscribe after. Well, I mean, I do care. Make sure you stay subscribed. But just get your ass on this email list. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. It is getting announced this week. So make sure your email is on the list. You'll see the link in the description and show notes below. Head there leave your email, return back to the podcast episode and keep on listening. All right. I'll let you guys get back to the episode. So I just wanted to go back to what you said about the conversation around turning up the dial and uncovering a few things nutritionally. And I think it's really important to preface this yet again, that the results that we have right now are literally our compounded efforts over the last 12 months, right? And the way that we've always done something gets us these current results. And as we grow and develop throughout life in any area, not just health and fitness, we are going to need to change things up. So if we're looking at it like with fat loss, when we really start to get leaner and leaner, we need to manage things slightly differently comparatively to when we have a larger amount of weight to lose or push, right? So it's just about like uncovering those next levels and layers. And I really wanted to kind of paint that picture is because that's really what it was. It was like, we closed off one chapter and now we've started the new chapter of your metaphorical book, right? So tell me a little bit more about your experience um, because I think it's really nice to hear it from your perspective. Basically, it's actually kind of funny because I was reflecting on this um, like because I knew I was going to jump on here and I was reflecting about this particular thing. And it's funny for such a long time, like in the past when I did previous diets and all that, I could sort of do like the whole eating less calories. Oh, what was that you said? I said prior to working with me. Yes, there we go. Yes. (laughs) Like the whole less calories thing, easy peasy. But my problem was always maintenance. And even sort of at the beginning of like working with you, maintenance was like such a big thing to learn because I was like, you know, having to just maintain any results that you have achieved. And now it's like the opposite. Like now I'm like an absolute maintenance queen. Like I can maintain, live my best 80-20 life. And it's actually exciting because to me that was like such a big growth because we've been eating. So to be able to do that was just like amazing. I, I can maintain. But now that new challenge of actually doing a like a proper fat loss based deficit. And it was actually like we had originally started it like a few Oh, like a few weeks, um, probably like, I don't know, six, eight weeks ago, we said, okay, like look, we're going to do a, a bit more of a like harsher deficit. And then when I wasn't sort of things weren't tracking the way I thought it was kind of the realization that I wasn't tracking everything that I needed to. And when I'm cooking like a bit of oil, 
but you know sometimes I would measure out the oil and then maybe put like an extra dash in or I'd be like oh I'm gonna put some tomato sauce on maybe a little splash of that or like you know the odd chip or the odd like drink Pepsi Max it's only a couple of calories but all those things do add up in a way so I think it was just really awesome to actually have that realization that what I've been doing has been absolutely awesome but I just need to fine-tune these couple of things already it's been pretty exciting like getting back into kind of relearning tracking food again and it just shows you how much I have grown because it's not like you know due to previous things it's not like a you know such a scary thing to me it's not triggering me I'm like I'm actually it's actually exciting like you know trying to work out you know how can I get my best value with the calories I've got so yeah but it's been a big challenge making that switch from maintenance to deficits yeah absolutely I think there's so much to unpack there I'm like oh my gosh I need to take notes yes (laughs) I just kept talking (laughs) no it's it's good it's good it's really good because obviously nailed maintenance and I think it's really important to for everyone to hear is like maintenance yes it's a moving target right but we should essentially be maintaining the majority of our lives so if we can't like we don't want to be stuck in this yo-yo dieting space and you can listen to the other podcast we'll link it below anyway um, but where you know Elise like you spoke about that yo-yo dieting and that under eating and then overeating and then being in that binge and restrict cycle and it's obviously being able to break out of that and then really be able to completely live that 80 20 you know enjoy life um but still hit health and fitness goals and then you know being able to maintain your results it's like the the diet after the diet is so important right so you know when you go through a fat loss phase spending time actually maintaining that new body you can't just go back to the old habits that you had because that will give you the old results that you had so we've come from there the other thing around fat loss and again a few um cheat sheets can be left in the notes as well really helpful like the stuff that we're sort of delving in on outlined in there so grab your resources but it's like a fat loss phase our body doesn't want to it just wants to maintain itself like our body wants to you know stay with its homeostasis like that's where it wants to be so when we're in a fat loss phase and this is why there's so much mixed information out there because it's like listen to your body and it's like well if you're actively trying to lose fat right for whatever reason it may be your body is going to signal to you that it's hungry. It's inevitable. Like it, you're you're going to be eating less than what you're burning, okay? So it's going to signal to you you're hungry. So what? Just keep listening to yourself means that you'll eat when you're hungry and now you're not losing fat and that's fucking frustrating, hey? Yeah, 100%. And if I listened to my body, it'd be like, um, let me go, go get a McDonald's and pizza and Coke on the regular. Like, do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah. I think like it's good to talk about. It's like, yeah, I know you're having a laugh, but it's like, um, you know, it, it's important because we need to earn the right for this like intuitive eating, right? So to be able to be a little bit more intuitive for what we're doing, we need the education behind it. And I, I, you know, I've literally gone through different phases and, you know, we're going through different stuff as well, but it brings it back to like that being in a fat loss phase, there are things that are going to be good the fat loss and then there are going to be there the pros and then there are going to be the cons and the cons are literally like everything else because you're going to be hungry you're going to be tired you're going to be irritated you're going to have less flexibility within your diet you're going to you know it's not to say you can't have some of those sometimes um, calorie dense foods but filling your day with those very frequently are going to have a bit of a negative impact in your overall, you know, vitality, your energy levels, how well you're going to perform. So if you're filling 80% of your fat loss phase calories full of, you know, low quality, high calorie foods, like your processed stuff, how much harder is it going to be to achieve the result that you want? 
that was the thing as well. Like when we first started working together, I would have like some of those things that were high calorie because I was craving them. And you kind of realize that like I do treat myself with those. And even now, like I live that best 80 20 balance, but it almost makes it a little bit harder because I'm like, you know, would I rather a chocolate bar or a a bowl of potato and I know I'd rather a bowl of potato because I'm going to be fuller sicken off some of those vitamins but then on the weekend yeah give me a chocolate bar you know absolutely and I think it's again back to that education understanding like how all of this stuff works so you know when we're when we're talking here is what we uncovered were you know maybe a little bit more of those foods that again were sneaking in without us realizing and actually a good fact that I learned at a seminar recently was that when we are told, like, if we're not tracking things and, and again, tracking doesn't need to be my fitness power weighing and tracking everything. It depends. It's going to be varying scales. Sometimes it's going to be useful. Other times you might be keeping things like a food journal or whatever. But if we're told to recall or report our food and, you know, track what we had and tell us what we had in the last 24 hours, they've actually done studies and even dietitians underreported how much they ate by about 10 to 15%. And then for general population, it's like anywhere from 30 to 70% underreporting. So it just goes to show. Oh my God. Legit, like how much you might not realize that you've had. And I guess like, I encourage anyone, like, test this with yourself. It's the same thing with me. Like, this is why. Like I plug everything into my fitness pal, but if you asked me at the end of the day, tell me what you ate, I'd be like, oh, I'd be trying to remember it because there's so much other stuff that goes on in my day, even when I'm eating similar foods, right? But it's like, I've changed some different snacks. It's like, hang on, did I have the banana today or did I have an apple today? Like trying to remember that stuff and why we have other stuff to fill our brains with, right? So when we think about a fat loss phase and we might only be in a, say, you know, 15 to 20% deficit, um, you know, if we're kind of sitting in that mid range, less aggressive, um, but, you know, a little step up from just that slight um, entry level one. It's like, if we're under-reporting what we're having by 30%, we're no longer in a deficit. It's crazy. And like, I realized that as well, like when we actually sat out, sat and had that conversation and I said to you a few things I kept saying things and it was like a realization I was like yeah pre-workout I don't track that and like I looked at the pre-workout I've been using it was 120 something calories and here I was just shotting it sometimes twice a day (laughs) so I was like oh okay that's interesting I I think it is an interesting thing. And and again, like I'm not here advocating everyone needs to track their pre-workout, but having a look at different things, there are pre-workouts that are like 15 grams of carbs, some of these pre-workouts, and that's literally like having Mm. half a banana as an example. So, you know, thinking about that in conjunction, like all of these little things, like you said, can add up. And I think the other topic that I wanted to talk about when you, um, you know, went on your rant, no, I'm joking. I'm hijacking stuff too. It's like (laughs) the conversation around tracking things a little bit more under a microscope. And I've actually had a lot of similar conversations within the team, um, even in DMs, like hearing some things. And it's like, you know, you may have come, especially those that have, you, you know, fit within those that I typically work with. You've probably come from a little bit of a, not um, an eating disorder, but maybe some type of disordered eating behaviors or some skewed ways thinking about things. And where, you know, tracking stuff may have been very almost restrictive again and not that kind of let's focus on adding things to our diet rather than taking things away but then it all it almost becomes this thing of not giving yourself enough credit and what I mean by this is it's like you have way more knowledge right now comparatively to when we first started working together two years ago right 
the, the, the level of knowledge that you have now leaps and bounds. The mindset that you have completely different, like even on a cellular level, like you're a completely different person, right? So then it becomes this, oh, I don't want to track things a little bit too meticulously for fear of old behaviors and old habits. And that's a very valid fear and not to discredit that. But on the flip side of that, it's like, you are not that person anymore. Back yourself that your mindset has shifted and you're actually using this as a tool in your tool belt as opposed to a way to beat yourself up. I really agree with you because like I said, like my mindset, like I think it was also just being ready and being open and honest. And I think it's so important to have a coach that you can have those honest conversations with, because if there was ever a time that I started to feel like if I was ever dipping back into disordered eating behaviors, I have such an honest, you know, communication that I can go to you and say, Hey, I'm actually really struggling because I've done so much work and we have worked through so many things and I've done, you know, the nutrition work, the inner work, all of that. It's, you know, doing this again for me personally hasn't been triggering because I'm at a point now where I'm so comfortable with food and I'm not binge eating anymore that it was, it was like not, it wasn't hard to go into this. It was actually exciting because I was like, now that I have the knowledge I do about food and I live in 80-20 balance, it's actually kind of exciting seeing how I can create, you know, recipes the meals that fit within what I've got and it's just actually really awesome to have the knowledge of macros and calories now and and because I want to achieve a certain physique goal um it's actually just more like yeah I'm really comfortable with it now yeah that's that's awesome to hear like that's a skill that you're going to have for life and something that you're going to still develop and you know over and fine tune over time as well and I think that's a really important topic is because you know, you might find these foods in this way and this strategy that you have right now, but then your life circumstances might change and you're going to need to adapt that. And when you understand the fundamental principles, then it makes it so much easier to make different decisions um, and, you know, to align with different goals and pathways that you're at or whatever. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me. I currently have places inside of the Glow Up program. If you don't know what this is, it is a completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service. I've specifically designed this to help women get strong and shape their physique, whether that's lose fat, build muscle, or both. The Glow Up is best suited for women who love lifting, but haven't ever had their programming or nutrition customized specifically to them. Maybe you've dabbled in some classes or you've seen some results from PDFs and other app programs. You want to get better, more efficient and long-term sustainable results, all whilst learning a whole heap about your body along the way. Maybe you've had a coach before, but you're still struggling with overtraining, under-eating and that all or nothing fixed mindset approach. Nothing is ever good enough and you want to be able to hit those results without constantly crashing and burning or just burning the candle at both ends. To claim your spot, DM me the glow up on Instagram or hit the show notes for your application form. I'll be in touch to let you know for a good fit. The other side of that as well is, you know, when we're thinking about a fat loss phase, it is really important to know that it is a phase. It's not a lifestyle and it's an acute period of time. There's a start date, there's an end date. So it's like when we're 
selecting foods, we can select foods that are more optimal to support our satiety, our energy, our, you know, feeling of fullness, like all that kind of stuff. And then there's less optimal foods. And when it becomes your choice around when to put these things in, that's really empowering. But at the same time, it's like when you know that it's not forever and it's for a particular reason, um, you know, you're achieving this goal and, you know, after this date, you have a lot more flexibility. It's not a free for all. You're not restricting yourself. You're actively making choices that align with these results that you want to achieve. And that's, I think, what I was trying to word, but you've just said it perfectly. It's empowering to be able to do it. Like it really is. And when you have that sort of knowledge behind food, it's like, you just feel so empowered in the choices you're making and you're not you're not doing it for any other reason or for anybody else's reasons it's kind of like I have a goal I want to achieve and this is what I'm doing and you know that it's worth it for the bigger picture making the choices that you do and it's not forever like you said <laughs> absolutely and I'm just having a little laugh I feel like the banana bread keeps coming up to haunt me <laughs> I, have to, I have to touch on it very uh, every time somebody mentions banana bread I think about that <laughs> I think so just to give context very briefly is that there was a period of time where you know again like you know many years ago didn't have the same knowledge and I wasn't in the um, position that I'm in right now and I was really just like picking and choosing and being empowered with my decision-making around food. And I'm not really a sweet tooth. I'm much more of a savory person. Um, And personally, I don't really like banana bread. Like it's not, I don't hate it, but it's not my choice. Like I would rather have, you know, pizza or a burger or something like that would, you know, align better with what I would want to have. And I remember I was in a position where I was at a job that it was like, we would go for these, you know, meetings and things and banana bread was ordered and it was like it was almost like I was the devil because I didn't want to have banana bread and I just remember people saying like you can you can eat banana bread and I was like I know like I can eat anything that I want I just <laughs> eat the banana bread <laughs> you're like you'll 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 need to back off with this banana bread <laughs> you're like I, I don't like, want to eat it <laughs> I'll have a burger like um but I don't I don't want <laughs> Oh, and look, I think, you know what, just to kind of, I guess, shed light on others, I feel like that's actually a very common thing is like people start to, people see a change. And I I know that you've experienced this to a level to see a change in the way that you're um, behaving, whether that be with your training, with what you say yes and no to, um, you know, what you eat, all these decisions and you're well within your right. These are things that you want to do. Sometimes people and often people like to have their opinions on things. And a lot of the time it's them projecting their own insecurities onto you. Um, but I think, you know, when it, when it comes down to commenting on food, it can be a very touchy subject, especially depending on where you've come from. But I think bringing it back into like you're making these choices about when you want to consume certain foods and not based on the results and goals you're trying to achieve and really standing firm with that. Can you tell me a little bit about the experience that you've had when people do make comments around your food in, in just in general life and like how do you handle that now? It's kind of funny because I feel like, you know, in the past me, um, I had a scenario where I was at somewhere and there was cake and I was like, first of all, I just, I just didn't, I didn't 
feel like it like and also I was like no I've already like was planning to use my calories on something else I was going out for dinner that night and it's funny because past me would be afraid to say no to somebody so I would have just been like okay I'll have the cake or I'll eat it but I just have the empowerment now to be like no thank Thank you I'm all good. I'm here to celebrate this person's birthday but like I don't have to eat the cake and it's no disrespect to anybody it's just I wanted to use my calories for going out and I think it's just you know it, you don't have to do it in a narky way you can just be like no and if somebody chooses to keep pushing the point then I think that's kind of you know like whatever it's like water off my back I'm like well you know I, I don't know why you're so upset that I'm not having cake but <laughs> But like, I'm all good, like move on to the next person kind of thing. <laughs> it's almost like they want to justify their behaviours. I think it comes down to yeah. it. It almost feels yeah. like they don't really want to eat it, but they didn't feel confident enough to say no. And then now they're like, oh, you have it too. So we all feel good. And it's like, we're we're, u- we're using food, like a, a piece of cake as like a, a, you know, I don't know, like not a sword, but like a, I don't know the word for it. I've, I've lost the word, but it's like oh. demonizing this food of like, oh, I'm bad if I'm eating it. So if you eat it, I'll feel better. And it's, it's literally just cake. Like it's, it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I think as well, like you said, like you often get people go, well, oh, like it's just a bit of cake. Like you can eat it like it's not bad. And it's like, it's not about that. Like it's not about whether it's good or bad, but like just, I don't want the, I don't want the cake right now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. And that's the funny thing is it is when, you know, again, like planning things out and you, you know, you've already made a decision of like what you're going to do. And all it is, is just staying true to your word and honoring yourself. And again, like building more and more confidence with that. Really. And just being confident to say no is something past me struggled with massively. (laughs) Yeah, Actually, let's talk about that because I feel like that's a big one for yourself. Like I obviously have Mm. yes this develop and change over time and even just sharing a lot of your wins around like alcohol and decisions there um there's been a lot of growth and a lot of shifts that have happened over the last 12 months so tell me more about this saying no and setting your own boundaries it's actually funny because I always forget that I that is such a big part of my journey and I always kind of forget about the progress I've made there but you're so right um I was always such a people pleaser like that's just my personality like I just always don't want to ever do wrong by anybody and the problem was for so long that almost deterred my I don't know if that's the right word but like kind of slowed down my progress because I was saying yes 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 to all these social plans that I was like hardly ever home eating out drinking multiple times a week here there and everywhere um missing out on training sessions because I was out doing this and I just didn't want to ever do wrong by people when I really struggled to say no to things I even struggled to be like no not tonight but how about another night I was like yes I'll do this yes I'll do that and one big thing that was also just drinking alcohol I was so uncomfortable with like going out and not drinking for such a long time it was such a comfort blanket to me and it was such a a, I used as such a confidence booster but over time through you know slowly um improving on my training and my nutrition I kind of realized that alcohol was such a like security blanket for me when I went out and I thought it was this fun like confidence booster and it was to the point that I honestly felt like I couldn't go out without being lit like I was like oh I'm not confident I'm not fun and it just kind of took 
you know, the whole time of like working on my training and my nutrition and myself to realize it wasn't what I thought it was. And it was actually a, a bit of a slowdown in my progress as well. And I kind of uncovered a lot of things about alcohol. And it's not like I'm saying, no, I'm never going to drink alcohol again, but it's been so nice. I haven't really touched it properly in quite a number of months but I was just so over the hangovers the anxiety I used to suffer with that so badly I would wake up the next morning and feel sick because I'd be like what did I say did I make an embarrassment of myself oh my god like I would be stressed for days it's, it's not good and and the hangover and then I would do nothing the next day and it, I think it's such an amazing thing to just be able to go out now and not drink and get myself a bloody Coke, no sugar or a Red Bull and just sit with that and be my confident self. Like, I feel like I can be the confident version of me that was drunk, but sober because I've just become so much more confident in me that I'm like, I don't need that. I really don't. I'm amazing as me. I don't need the alcohol. And And it's funny because for so long I thought maybe people would like, get upset by me not drinking at things but like nobody actually does nobody cares like they're just happy that I'm there having fun with them sober or not (laughs) you know (laughs) that's so nice like I'm so happy that you have that like experience but also like just talking about yourself being confident being you and that exactly like if those people aren't happy with your company that's their loss. See you later. But clearly those that actually respect and love and care about you. Yes. You around. Yeah, honey. <laughs> yeah. Like you can be around them without having to be drunk. And, and that's something again, like, you know, um, coming yeah. from, I was like 19, 20, like I was the exact same. I wasn't going out anywhere unless I'd had 50,000 pre-drinks. And, you know, back in the time when Geordie Shaw was like all over Jer- Jersey Shore, Geordie Shaw. <laughs> love reality tv yes i'm watching the jersey shore reunion and lots of other things too but anyway um (laughs) going out and partying and having pre-drinks and it's not to say like you can't have fun um but it's like you know when it becomes a safety blanket and of like oh i i can't do this without it Mm. like okay there's actually a problem here around and it's usually surrounded around your worthiness of like Mm. i'm not good enough unless i'm doing this or i'm not good enough like or you know, I'm not good enough unless I don't have this red dot thing on my eyebrow. Like no one, no one really gives a shit. And if you're here on and watching me, yeah. like, ew, she's got a scar up there. Get off my page. Like, savage. It's true though. <laughs> it's so true though. I think it's like if anybody actually takes the time to go and watch somebody's like content or social media and then like sit there and judge, it's like, what like you know what I mean it's like that's your problem not mine (laughs) and that's it I think like at the end of the day people are going to judge like no matter what you do I know that they'll be judging myself there might be people watching this that are judging me and judging you like whatever everyone else's opinions are there that's their entitlement they can have their own opinions they're none of our business um it says more about that person than it does us obviously and anyone that's listening to this but it is People are, you know, I guess judgmental. We kind of just, I guess we all have an element of that in, you know. I don't know if anyone here can sit on the planet and can sit here and say that they've never had a kind of judgmental thought, but obviously there's, you know, varying scales and varying levels. 
but it is just about like being your own self and finding more of your people um, and those that you connect with. And I think like, I want to go back to the photo shoot now because I'm just thinking out loud about it of like, that was, uh, you know, from, from my experience and I want to hear yours is it was so nice to see so many different unique women, all their celebrating different, but similar things and milestone moments but being able to connect towards a common goal. It was just nice to see that so much variety in the room. Um, yeah. What was your, what was your experience like meeting some of the others for the first time? It definitely. I totally agree with you. The vibe was high. Like there was such good vibes. And I think, you know, everybody in your community were all different people, but it's just so supportive. Like it was so awesome. Like both times around there was different people at each one, but it was the nicest thing that we all had different looks. We're all different, you know, different styles going on. We're all at different, you know, parts in our, you know, journeys or whatever. And it doesn't matter because we're all just a community coming together to support each other, which is just so nice. And I definitely think that like, it was just, it was so nice to also just put some like faces to names as well both times around. Like it was so nice to walk into the room and be like, oh my God, like, you know, hugging people, be like, I speak to you all the time on Instagram, but like we've never met. So it was cool just to like actually meet people. And, you know, it's kind of funny because it's like, both times even the first time around even though I was you know still had a bit of um thing with my confidence and I wasn't you know how confident I was this time even then despite how I was feeling I still never felt judged by anybody in the room like everybody was just so supportive and we're like yes girl get it like it's just so nice <laughs> I love that it's so much fun and it's like it is true because yeah if anyone was judgmental it's like chow like like you know but it, it is it, it is meant to be like it is supportive and I think I share this similar sort of opinion I suppose with Michael and we talk about this and I know I've mentioned this to you before as well is it's like we you're never going to hate on someone trying to make themselves better or do better for themselves, right? Someone who's working and improving on themselves, like it doesn't matter where they're at. We all start somewhere. And like, that's just one thing that's massive, whether it be someone in the gym for the first time or someone at a photo shoot for the first time, or someone just, you know, just working on themselves to be the better version of themselves, like drawing hate to that, that's a really shit person in my opinion. <laughs> I agree. And I think that like anybody that ever judges anybody for like taking on, you know, improving themselves, working on themselves, it just, it just says a lot about that person's character. Like how can you ever judge somebody that's trying to become a better version of themselves, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Hi, it's Ri again. I just wanted to interrupt this episode super, super quick to let you know that my free community group where we talk things, training, nutrition, mindset, lifestyles, Q&As, polls, you name it, we're in there. The vibes are going strong. So it is a free community group on Facebook. You'll find all the details in the show notes below. So please add yourself in there and I look forward to chatting with you. So I want to go, like, obviously we talked about the nutrition and we talked about everything being a bit of a process, um, you know, a process over time to, to get the results and build that confidence. But what would you say are maybe the top three things that were a really standout to you this time around for the photo shoot comparatively to last time for the photo shoot? The three things that kind of stand out for me is just the feeling okay in my own skin. I think that's like the number one thing this time around, like just being able to get up there and like be so happy with the progress I've made. 
and just absolutely own who I am right now, right as I was at that moment. And I think just that ability to just be so comfortable was bloody amazing. I loved that. Um, I think as well, just the vibe, like just being able to, you know, chat with others on the day and like have that supportive, you know, community. I really love that. And also I think just the prep is so fun. Like I loved putting together my looks. I loved planning my hair and makeup, you know, putting in the work. And I'm like, I'm so happy at the things I did achieve during that time. So I mean, basically the whole thing. <laughs> I love it. The WhatsApp group was going on. Like I was having so much fun. I know. Myself. I was like, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> but like obviously we have the, you know, I've got my free community group. I've got my um, community group for those that I'm at inside of the coaching and then having opening up that WhatsApp messenger. I think it was just, yeah, it was nice just to be able to share in the moment things. And obviously this time and, you know, as I continue to grow and develop too, like there's a lot more structure and new things, ways that I'll create um I guess the prep and the actual photo shoot experience itself. But I think, yeah, you, you said it perfectly of like, you just feeling really confident, like you could see that, you know what I mean? And I think like, we'll have to share some reels and check out all the content to, to showcase, like you absolutely like just slaying, like even looking at some of the footage, I was like, oh, like we'll, we'll actually, we should put up a comparison, of like photo shoot last time versus photo shoot this time. Cause you can just see yes. And I think like it is. Oh my God. Yes. I love that. Yeah. It is important for those that are listening as well that haven't maybe experienced it or only experienced it for the first time. Like what, what would you actually, what advice would you give to someone that either hasn't, hasn't experienced it yet or those that did it for the first time, would you recommend that they did it again? Or like, what's your experience on the difference like the growth that you experienced after you ripped the band-aid off for the first yes basically I think anybody that has done it or is thinking of doing it just do it like I'm serious I know it might seem like a bit of a scary thing especially if you've never done it before but it is absolutely the best thing just getting out of your comfort and you'll just feel so good after it and I definitely think that if you have done it or maybe, you know, you want to do it, but you feel like you're not where you want to be, don't let that don't let that stop you from doing it. You know, I was the same. I didn't hit the physique goals I wanted to. But like you said a little bit earlier, you know, in 50 years time, that's not going to matter. It's it's such a fun thing to do. And I think that, you know, just be easy on yourself and don't, you know, if you do it and you're like, I don't like those photos or I don't like this, I don't like that. Just be easy on yourself. Like, you know, take it for what it is. And if anything, you know, if you're really you know, maybe like, oh, next time around, I want to be a bit better. I, you know, use it as a bit of, bit of motivation, like in a nice way. <laughs> um, I know that last time I was like, I was really happy with it, but I was like, it actually motivated me a little bit for this time around. I was like, I just want to be a bit more where I want to be with my physique goals. So it was kind of like a motivation. I was really keen to do like a before and after. So I can't wait to get my shots back to do that. Um, but I definitely think, yeah, take it easy. Just do it. Rip the band aid, And um, yeah. Basically, that's it. Summarize it. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. It's like by the time everyone is listening to this episode, they'll be able to see some of the pictures. So I'm sure we'll have some before and after stuff. I'm sure you'll take care of that. But it's like, yeah, just being able to yeah. see the difference and the growth. And I know the very first photo shoot that I ever did as well, I'm like, oh, like you can tell, like I feel a bit awkward and it is awkward. Like it is one of these things that we're not so comfortable yeah. and we're not so used to doing it. And I, you know, I'm behind the camera all the time. And it's still something you might a little bit nervous about but each time that you do it it's like when you practice a squat the mm. more 
spots that you do, the better you get at them. So it's like the same thing, like your photos, you know, they become this more like magical moment and just you can see that happiness and stuff in your own self as well, which is really, really cool. I'd love to hear like, as we sort of, it's funny, we've talked about this being a really um, short episode and it's probably not, um, let's be real, but (laughs) don't expect it less, right? We're going to have to do like part one. Part. I know we can talk all day. What do you, like, what would you define as the, I know that we said we can't define it as one thing and there's no milestone moment for the confidence, but the way that you spoke about how much you loved and appreciated yourself for you and your skin, what would you credit that to? Definitely, it's hard to, I guess, pinpoint that sort of moment where I was like, flip switched but I think it was just kind of like the back end of last year I ticked so many things off that year I had made progress I had done two obstacle courses I had done a photo shoot I had gone from you know because it was um like we just gone through summer I'd gone from the summer before that or wearing a bloody fur jacket in scoldering hot weather to wearing boob tube dresses I don't give a shit about my arms like i like that that difference it was just making so many changes and and stepping outside my comfort zone and ticking all these boxes up that I think I was on just such a high from so many things I achieved last year and things in my personal life and step into the new year you know you always have that fresh like motivation at the start of the year that you're like I just want to hit all these goals and I've already started like I've already achieved heaps of things this year already so I just think basically doing what I said I want to do stepping outside my comfort zone achieving different things all of that's just over time built my confidence and also I think especially getting out of my comfort zone like I really wanted to make a, a mission to myself this year to become more confident and more like you know out there so it's just kind of like you know making more being um making more of the effort to you know say hello to a random stranger or you know be a bit more out there be be a bit more extroverted so I just think all of that has just come together so beautifully (laughs) that's perfectly summed up like literally just facing your fears regularly like anything that you're like a bit nervous about doing that that's the thing you got to do and the next thing I'm a little bit nervous about yeah that, that's the next thing you've got to do and that's again really inspiring and I think a really key message for people to hear as well because it is it's like it doesn't just happen like you've got to push out and again like you don't want to push yourself to the point of like emotional dysregulation and you can't handle these things it's like we push ourselves slowly but surely you know continually over time and I know there's a few others that will be listening that have their scary thing to do once a month. They've set these little milestone tasks. We got cut off, little technical difficulties, but I was just saying it was the compounding effort over time of doing the scary things and facing your fears and getting out of your comfort zone, getting the fuck out of your own way. And if this is the first episode you're listening to of mine, go and listen to episode one because I explain why you need to jump out of an airplane Okay, no, not everyone needs to go jump out of an airplane, but I do if you want to hear that story. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, oh my gosh, would you jump out of an airplane? I've always wanted to do it. Like always wanted to do it. I have a massive fear of heights though. Um, and I think it was always something that I was like, I want to do it before I'm 30. So yeah, yeah, well, you, I really want to. There, so you better do it. I know. Oh God, I feel so old. No, I'm kidding. 
joking. It's so funny. Like, I know because someone said me to me the other day, they're like, oh, you know, don't talk about like getting old and blah, blah, blah. Like as in like it's a negative thing. And I was like, it's just a bit of banter. I think it's because like obviously, you know, I have a wide variety of clients that I work with like from the ages of like late teen to late 40s. 50 really you know what I mean so it's like a very varied level or like age bracket I should say and I honestly don't think like even my mum who's you know like I don't think she's old you know what I mean your mum like I don't like so it's not these things of like oh I think like oh we're getting old it's just funny because I'm like you know a lot of yeah I've spoken to more recently like you guys are younger than I am and then yeah it was just it's just funny (laughs) I'm nearly 30 (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) That realisation, yeah. (laughs) Now I'm thinking, and we're kind of rambling on here, but whatever, you know, it's everyone can tell us how much they just want us to shut up. They can flick us a DM or they can tell us, hey, let's (laughs) But I'm like, I really need to book the tank dive. Like I need to do it. Oh, my God, yes. You need to do that. You've been talking about it so long. I know. Do it. Do the things you said you were going to (laughs) do. Yeah, all right, call me up because it is an excuse. It is an excuse because I was going to do it and then my dad and my brother were both like, I want to do it too. And the day that worked for me was a Friday and I was like, all right, let's do it. And then I was like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, when you make it this big thing. So I was like, oh, okay, well, now we need to do it on a weekend. Michael is flat out with his work. He's just like, I don't, I don't want to do anything on weekends. So then I'm like, oh, do I just go? I'm like, I will just go up by myself and have no audience. Like, I don't even care. Um, but now <laughs> dad and my brother had AFL and I was like, oh my oh. God. So you know what? When's it going to happen when you're 30? <laughs> I'll be 50 by the time. No, actually when I'm 50, <laughs> I really want to go to Antarctica. Like that's my thing. Oh my god, that's yeah. a beautiful goal to have. Yeah. After, after this call, after this podcast, I am literally I'm gonna message my dad and I'm gonna say these are the dates. <laughs> Take a day off on the like this yes. Friday that we're doing it. Figure it out. Just put my foot down, and he'll probably just turn around and say, "Do it yourself." But, yes. Oh my gosh. Doing the things you said you're gonna do. <laughs> I can't be expecting anybody else to do these things if I'm not doing it myself. <laughs> that's something though to really so seek true. out is I really want to seek out a lot more experiences where it's little fish in a big pond that's my goal for the rest of this year and I have a couple of little things in the woodworks to do um I'm not going to speak about them just yet but um yeah it's like <laughs> I want to be the yeah the small fish in that big pond so really just like challenge and get out of that comfort zone and it is it's just that level like there's a difference between being content and being complacent and I think it's very easy to fall into that complacent space where things are good cruisy and it's like we kind of stop challenging ourselves and for me challenge is a very very high value of mine and I had noticed that it wasn't something that I was expressing as often as what I was doing before and you know sometimes it's just from lack of like conscious effort um, and then it's like oh okay all right like let's pull that up and you know put it out there and and do it. Michael always says, 100%. You, you know, Ronnie Coleman, how I was showing you all those funny like videos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. like, there ain't nothing to it, but to do it. So every time I say I'm going to do something, <laughs> he, always quotes, he always quotes Ronnie. And I'm like, oh. It is funny. It is funny. <laughs> so good. <laughs> You've been sending me lately. Uh, awesome. I 
love them, honestly. And like when you get to a point, so funny, like being at like a gym knowledge that I have now. I get it. I get it. I'm laughing with you. I get it now. <laughs> I know. It is cool. It is. Like, it's awesome to see on my end the as you guys everyone very differently progresses through different phases and like you'll send funny memes that maybe six months ago that you wouldn't have quite got the humor because you weren't quite sure about all that sort of stuff and now it's like it's actually quite funny um the one that I was going to say that cracks me up and I think you've said it to me a few times now is like the one just like rocking up and it's like when you bench more than all of the boss um the bosses at work so oh yeah own the company that one kills me every time I see it oh I see it I literally lose it every time I see that it's so good I I think I have spammed you with it like five times I know (laughs) because like so I get very different on my personal Instagram account I get a lot of um wedding related stuff considering that I'm makes sense but like engage <laughs> but um a lot of like fitness wedding ones because obviously like I search a lot of fitness things or you guys will send that through and then I've got my PT with free account that I'll see like heaps of more like training and educational stuff in there. Um but I've been cracking up like I think you you might have seen it when I shared it the other day. Tiana actually sent it through of um getting your protein in at at the wedding and it's like all that is a protein oh, I think <laughs> there's so many funny ones you can get caught in yeah. No, literally. And I follow like that many like gym meme pages now and they're just popping off on the feed. I'm scrolling through. I'm like, I love this. I know we just had a little bit of personal story in here um, that was, you know, like whatever off the cuff. Who cares? It's, it's late on a Friday night that we're recording this, guys. So it's inevitably going to happen. Um, But just to kind of get back on topic, yeah. <laughs> wrap things up, because I know you're probably like, hey, Ree, um, I'm going to go to bed. Like it is late. We can see it's very dark outside. <laughs> You're outside even, it's probably cold. <laughs> like, um, you know. Yeah, no, I've got my power hoodie on. Keep me warm with my shaker. I'm still cracking up that <laughs> when you got that, you're like, oh, it's a hoodie. And I was like, yeah, that's what it was advertised as. You just thought it was the crew necks that we did last year. So <laughs> I was um, like, I'll support either way if it's another crew neck. <laughs> and the kingdom of strength, rocking it all. Um, what I was going to say is I want to do a couple of little like, quick fire <laughs> questions so i'm just gonna these ones are unplanned i had them planned so you get the planned version so for those playing at home yay all right so the first one is summer or winter summer love it same yeah used same. to be a winter girl but it was so like it was because i, I like yeah I, I've gone into my Instagram there's a reason why I was always say like I love winter because I didn't want to go to the beach and wear a cozy but now I'm like fuck that I don't care I'm going to the beach and enjoying summer <laughs> yeah it, it's a real thing like I I think we, we've spoken about this in yeah the theme of like I know this is meant to be rapid fire but here we are on a tangent again but it's relevant um you know talking about like oh we were loving winter because it's like we got to cover up and hide ourselves and we felt like uncomfortable and not Mm. wanting to expose skin and then once you realize oh I'm a confident bad bitch working towards my goals and it's like I actually fucking like summer like hello yeah I love it yeah dresses get me to the beach in a cozy I want to (laughs) swim all right favorite color black pink is mine we know pink and black go together I, oh. Oh, we, we know, we know. <laughs> i've got this oh that's kind of like a light pink i don't have that much pink stuff on me right now like oh you know what i do yeah you actually yeah <laughs> there you go 
<laughs> you do. It's everywhere. It's sprinkled everywhere. <laughs> All right. Favorite body part to train or favorite movement, either or or both? I think it is. It changes all the time. At the moment, it is back because I am trying to fill those muscles in my back that I'm so determined. I'm like, I want to get that <laughs> at row. I want to feel it in the back. Pen oh. in the back vibes. <laughs> okay, I'm so laughing because. Right, so I need to demonstrate this. Okay, in the gym the other day, we were training, and I was like, "Yeah, pen in the back vibes," right? And <laughs> it was late, and I what I meant was like to hold a pen like this in between your shoulder blades like you know retracting your shoulder blades back and down is essentially the cue and I was just like you know pen in the back back vibes and Lisa's picturing like stabbed in the back with a pen like what is going on anyway sorry it's like it's all, of those, it's all of those inside jokes. We're just going to need to do a whole podcast episode where we just show, um, show, explain all of our stupid things that have been said. What was that other one? Stank fish. I know. So this is at the photo shoot in the hotel. <laughs> Bianca's going to listen and crack up. I can imagine. So Bianca, <laughs> with the stank fish, it's back. Anyway, so in the car park that we all parked at this that we went to that we stayed in and it was around like Darling Harbour or whatever I remember I just rocked up like we drove up there and I got out of the car park. and I don't realize that I say things so like matter of fact and one-liners or whatever but with like a dead serious face every time because <laughs> like I'll just do what's on my mind I think that's why it's why I like I either like to be alone or in really good company because <laughs> this shit that I say sometimes I'm like what the hell so I remember I got out I was like it smelled like a fish market for those that like <laughs> can't smell it and I just really gone oh thank fish so it's not that funny like you had to be there but then the rest of the time like my nickname started calling me stank fish so we're out in a restaurant she's like stank fish gonna order <laughs> I can't I can't all right I feel like we need to end it there oh my it's gonna be, we're getting so tired and like laughing and carrying on like I'd love to keep chatting but I feel like people just probably don't want to listen to this anymore so please so like what is this nonsense yeah, we've got to have a bit of fun well that's that's the thing with the podcast I was like you know what I've done a lot of like educational stuff and a lot of like chatting and interviewing but I guess like you know the intention behind the podcast as well was to have more of these like fun combos but I actually wanted to do like a bit of like a group one and get a few of us on just having a bit of a chat and having oh a bit God. of a laugh oh, yeah. just talking about stuff that's like you know obviously still like doesn't have to be health and fitness specific but just like general like life and stuff because I think there's so many positives from what you're doing in like the training nutrition realm and those within the team as well that it flows into other areas um and it's really exciting to hear and also just to have a little bit of banter like you you got to have fun in life yeah yeah so 100% life is too short absolutely (laughs) All right. Well, one last piece of advice. I want you to think about yourself before you uncovered the nutritional stuff. Mm-hmm. And what advice would you be giving someone who isn't maybe seeing some of the results they wanted, 
and might be hesitant about being as honest with themselves as you were, what's the advice that you would give to yourself or to that person? I would give them advice that I think that you just need to strip it all the way back to basics. And I think just go back to, you know, having a look over what eating and then working up from there. You know, even if it's going back to hand plan, I, I've back to that previously in the past when I was struggling a bit with macros. And then I think from there, learning a bit more about macros, building up to that, making sure you're getting your fruit and veg in kids, that's important. Hitting your water. I think really just stripping it back to basics, building up from there and finding what is working, what's not. And you'll uncover a lot of truth when you strip it back to basics. Perfectly said. Strip it back, <laughs> build from there, get results and fucking smash it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting. I, um, I hope everyone really enjoys this episode as much as I feel like we have. And um, yeah, we'll have to do another, I reckon, part three again because we didn't cover off on half the stuff we were going to, but we're going to wrap <laughs> that podcast up now and say Thank you, everyone. And on that note, ciao for now. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the You But More Powerful podcast. If you're determined to continue to expand and grow and reach heights you never thought were possible, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss out on a single episode. If you loved today's, I would absolutely love your feedback and to see you tag at You But More Powerful underscore podcast on Instagram. See you guys in the next episode.
welcome to 